Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. These big Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. These big Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. These big Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. These big cunt. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are in the you know, ascendancy within the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. Hard left agenda. Printing money, national without compensation hard left wing position hard left hard left hard left the hard left the hard left 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 Right. Hello, welcome to the Real Politic Podcast. We're back and we're ready for it all over again. Hi, how you doing? We're back and we're ready for it all over again. And today we have all the gang in. All I'm of Tom. it. Yes, we're all here. I'm Tom. We've got Laura, John, Tid. We've also got Yair, and of course, the, uh, local American. Yeah, the local American, and of course, Jack Fanar, Neckbeard himself. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Everyone knows my real name is Amazon Menengagua. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slug should look at the fucking picture of me in the fucking Daily Mail anyway and see that my, my fucking beard it goes around the face it doesn't go down the neck it's not, how, it's not the kind of beard that it is Fucking scum! What? what, what why? Why for now? Is it? Is it a twist on frame? Fana. Is it why for now? Where the fuck? What? Like what is for That's not even a word. It, Where's that come from? It's like Angela Eagle's signature slash anguished cry of pain with F and N written in front of it. Oh, so this is the first episode with the entire gang together mm. ever i think you know so. we've had episodes with me we've had an episode <laughs> with me laura and jack doing the owen smith tribute yes um jack laura and yaya on the last episode was it and also uphold yep. southalism where you body andrew spooner into oblivion which was an, I, I remember listening <laughs> to that and it was just an incredible incredible yeah. listen Superb this episode. is the first time the whole gang have been together and well, we're going to celebrate we sort of done an episode together on our uh, now that's what i call bolshevism 2017 episode oh yeah where people come in yeah which was our first episode when we came back after the scandal 
And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Laura called into that episode for about 10 minutes. She didn't have the internet at the time, so yeah. she, she couldn't actually be, like, properly part of the episode, but we did give her a, a, a sizable cameo. So, Laura, what do you make of the listeners to the show who are worried that with your ascension to the ranks of the the, 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 much, <laughs> the infamous real <laughs> politic team, that the show yeah. will, um, will, will take a, a softer, possibly more slug friendly tone what 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 do you make of this have you ever encountered me (laughs) (laughs) what what about what about me and what about the shit that i put out on the internet and the shit that i put out of my mouth what makes you think that i will have any tolerance for anyone who is remotely soft like remotely a melt (laughs) i have been salting slugs Technically, there's been one which we're all on before, but this is the first one where the banter can really flow. Hell yeah. And what better way to let that banter flow than with the Jackie Chan Ra film, The Foreigner? (laughs) I, for one, am so hyped to review the film where Jerry Adams plays the leader of ISIS. Because that's a line in the film, isn't it? Because, like, when the first bomb goes off, they put the call through to this newspaper, and they're like, this is the authentic IRA, and then they they say, like, they're targeting British banks and stuff. Like, who the fuck are the authentic IRA? Yeah. Is it the IRA, or is it something else? ISIS or Al-Qaeda? Is it ISIS, Jabba al-Nusra, real politic? (laughs) Is it Russia? I swear to... Or all of the above. It might have just sounded like it, but there's a bit where... I think it's after Jackie Chan bombs Piers Piers Brosnan's office. Uh, yeah, like Piers Piers Morgan. Morgan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Piers I did. <laughs> oh, please, Jackie Chan, like fucking bring bring the hellfire to that cunt's ass. But uh, no, I think it's after him where like he gets off a phone. I swear, one of Piers Brosnan's bodyguards just goes Russia. Oh, no. I, I might have just not been looking at the TV and missed, missed what was actually said, potentially. <laughs> it's just like, whenever you get a menacing call that makes you look worried, you get off and the person closest to you just asks, Russia? <laughs> so where do we start with The Foreigner? It's a film that we all caught on Netflix, so I believe it had a theatrical release initially, and it's a British and Chinese co-production as well. Partly yeah. funded by Jackie Chan's production company, and I'm I'm assuming in my Martin entire Cam- life I've not been yeah. able to wait for co-starring Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. Worst James <laughs> Bond film ever. It, it was I've any James Bond film above it, but you know. It's like in Decker versus Dracula when Decker betrays his principles and makes a deal with the terrorists, which Decker yeah. would, Decker would never do. That's just Greg Turkington yeah, destroying the franchise. <laughs> like Tim Heidecker, innocent. Yeah. Innocent! <laughs> I'm so glad he got free on that, off that court uh, trial. Just... Oh, it's so good, man. I'm glad he got free from his court's trial as well. <laughs> Why is Decker making a deal with uh, Taliban? 
In order to save the planet from Dracula's huh? Destructicon. No, we're not. I'm not. I'm not going to say that we're we're collaborating with, with the Taliban. We're collaborating with Taliban. It's just you're facing a worse enemy than you've ever faced before, and you're going to have to fight fire with fire to make this work. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I should have. We should have gone over this. In other words, we just fly out of here. The director of The Foreigner is Martin Campbell, who did actually direct the first Piers Brosnan James Bond film, Goldeneye. Um, which, yeah, which also, like, it's it's set after the Cold War, but the villains are still the Russians, so... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Just like today, the villains are still the Russians, you know? Like, <laughs> Putin's communist Russia. and ever. <laughs> Better luck next time slug heads bang gone i am invincible my preferred way of reviewing films on real politic is to have the film playing silently on the tv with subtitles in front of me and i just rewatched the scene where we see jackie chan's character's sort of origin story yeah, yeah. which is, shows what a badass he is like his family were killed and stuff and... by those pirates got down yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who is kwon the character that jackie chan plays then oh god oh god yeah just a nice uh piers brosnan is now looking at his classified files and it's just like his daughters were raped and murdered and it's like yeah helpful yeah. close-up <laughs> oh yeah and they just highlight all the best yeah. non- non-redacted parts when they're zooming down the screen it's like uh fought in saigon yeah so did he fight with the vietnamese was he trained by the Viet Cong, or was he because i'm confused was he trained by the Viet Cong, or was he trained by american special forces to fight against the Viet Cong? <laughs> like it's never clear enough yeah i, I think th- it's ambiguous organized <laughs> ambushes in highlang forest i think it, he was trained by the u.s army it says he was ah, in, in could the, be. the nlf sapper battalion in 1967 he planned oh here we go he planned attacks on the u.s 25th infantry division at qg so oh. i'm um, i'm actually liking um, him a little bit more now now that i've clarified yeah because he yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i thought he i thought he was trained by the americans maybe he exactly was very confused by them, uh, but but he he, he could have gone rogue he, he could have gone rogue that's true it says Quan was one of the most deadly fighters. Two commas. It's like someone's <laughs> purposefully yeah. bad, badly written tweet where they're like, what if the real nicest animal is two commas? Piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When I said someone there, I meant me. Yes. <laughs> So what drives Jackie Chan's character out of his peaceful existence in Britain? Well, mainly that... Oh, his ev- fucking daughter gets BTFO'd in that dress shop. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, every woman that he has ever met has been brutally killed. Not by him, but by all the bad people in the world. And, you know, like a sort of Clint Eastwood movie, where someone added it up and in about, like half the films that Clint Eastwood has ever directed, a woman gets raped, 
and then he yeah, goes I mean, and kills he, all the people. He had a great aunt died in 9-11, uh, a great great uncle was in Pearl Harbor, you know, all, all that stuff. <laughs> so basically that establishes the kind of moral pretext for him going around and killing loads of IRA guys. <laughs> so yeah, his daughter just gets like fucked up at the beginning. It's a scene actually that reminded me of a film that we reviewed previously on this show. Nick Love's 2007 classic of social commentary outlaw. This. What's wrong with you? Sorry. Listen, mate, I'm What's so sorry. So basically, yeah. like, he accidentally crashes his car into like this like tough fucking hard nuts car. Um, oh yeah, the company yeah, guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then the guy gets out of the car, he's like, You fucking what you can't I'll put something across your canister. If I ever see him, we're gonna put something right across your canister. But before <laughs> he can put something across Jackie Chan's canister, there's just this massive explosion and like Jackie Chan and the other guy as well I guess is probably killed. But they're both like blown across the street. Careful crossing the street And his daughter dies, and she's his only daughter left because his previous daughter's got like killed by pirates or, or yeah. whatever. And his wife died giving child giving birth to giving child giving childbirth to <laughs> to their child. Here, take this child. <laughs> don't want it anymore. So he's just got this like whole mass of grievances, says mm. captured in Saigon, special forces, oh he spent time in prison, at which point I guess maybe then he like joined the US special forces potentially or something, like something yeah. along those lines, yeah. That could be why he now lives in a cap, well yeah, he lives in England in this, so he now lives in a capitalist country. Yeah, Scum. And one man stands in the way from him finding out who killed his daughter. (laughs) Jeremy Jeremy Corbyn. (laughs) 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 This this portrayal of a thinly veiled version of Jerry Adams is actually how Jeremy Corbyn seems in the Bill Clinton friendship adult mind of Piers Brosnan. (laughs) (laughs) Piers Brosnan is fucking great in the film though. (laughs) Yeah, he is, and he's also daddy as fuck. Yeah, 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 no, he's uh, hot, he is a thought, he is, um, (laughs) I I don't know all the online first language, I try and avoid that (laughs) unwholesome stuff, so I'm afraid I can't take that line of humour any further. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was saying to Yair when we were speaking about the film briefly the other week, like, I don't know if you've seen many Pierce Brosnan films, but if he's in any sex oh. scenes or anything, <laughs> yeah. Yair knows where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Poor J. 
James Bond, any of them will do. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's this running trend in, like, I've seen it in a few of his Bond films, and I'm pretty sure I saw it in the Thomas Crown Affair, oh, where God. when he's in yes. different scenes, he likes to, like, nibble the ear of the woman that he's sleeping with. <laughs> I, oh. Why? Is that is that the director like being like right here? Just... foot fetish, but just you know. Yeah, yeah. God, Tom, yeah. don't kink shame. Well, if he likes oh, yeah. nibbling <laughs> the ear, <laughs> who are you to it's judge? It's just like it's just a running trend I've noticed in all his like kind of. So I'm guessing it's just the director being like, okay, just give us some improvisation now. Just do what you would, you know. Just, and he's just okay. I'll have a little nibble of the actress's ear, like I, you know, like. <laughs> I know. I don't know whether this is like. I need well, that's to the go next through... Hollywood scandal to come out. Piers Brosnan with the inappropriate ear nibbling. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, Christ. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I remember that from some of Piers Brosnan's films. I'm gonna have to go back and look now. And if I can't prove that, it's just gonna look really weird. Me making that claim about Piers Brosnan <laughs> liking to nibble women's ears in his films. Okay, we'll come back with some conclusive. Epi- uh, some conclusive. Uh, Oh god, I can't get the word out. I will come back with some. I will come back with some conclusive evidence to prove that. And if I don't, I'll just pretend I never said it. Or yeah, we'll start with. We'll just we'll go, we'll we'll wipe the trace of this. Podcasts are forever, Tom. Apart from when Universal Music rock up and tape them down because you used a Kanye West song in them. <laughs> was, that, was that New Slaves they found? Yeah, in the, uh, yeah. In the... It was in our Thief review episode. I added it in there to just, like, talk about, like, my favourite hysterionic guitar solos. <laughs> and they've <laughs> they fucking done us in. They've taken it down, the fucking pricks. It got reported, though, so someone actually went out of the their way to be like I'm going to report Ooh, this. Time to grasp them up. It, 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 it says it was reported by Universal Music but I do reckon that the centrist ads are going to start reporting us for copyright violation as a new line of attack. Opening up a new... Yeah, I mean, even with the resources they've got, studios can't listen to every single fucking bit of music on the internet. Yeah. They'd be there all day. <laughs> They're just like, hey, 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 Andrew, fancy a bit of extra coin? <laughs> I know you haven't been able to leave your house to get to the job centre for ten years because that Cardo van has been blocking your drive. <laughs> just oh, destroying his study just kind of flipping the table just like Argh! got to the scene now where jackie chan breaks into uh, jerry adams's office and steals his gun and apparently doesn't kill his dog but you never see the dog again so w- which makes me worried that he does in fact mm. kill the dog it's like dog's fine just sleeping <laughs> it's like it's not very reassuring <laughs> Oh, God. Come on, Charlie. Not big it. Anyone comes in, I touch it one, and we die. 
No, give me the names. They claim they're the IRA, but I don't know who they really are. I'm doing everything I can to find out who's responsible. You're lying! Who killed my daughter? I'm sorry. I truly don't know yet. Jerry Adams just has a portrait of a horse on his wall for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Martin McGuinness or anything, or like Wolf <laughs> Tone or something. It's like a fucking horse. The American film producer who greenlit this film is just like, yeah, 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 in Iceland, they, they love horses, don't they? They've got all those little short-legged ponies. Yeah, 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 Jerry Adams, he's an Icelandic nationalist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the explosive the bombers use is Semtex H. Yes, yes. You know about Semtex? I know Semtex H. During the war, checks make for the Viet Cong. Good for bombs and traps. In Vietnam? Yes. Many American people die by Semtex H. Now, I already used to kill my daughter. That's ironic. I've read your history. We both know about war. We've both tried to put it behind us. You and me, we're alike. We are nothing alike. You're nothing. You kill women and children. Names! To Almighty God, I don't know! Wait! Wait! So who are the other characters in this sprawling political epic? There's the other Chinese woman who's well nice to him. Like, she, she like, makes some tea and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also... Hug at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's also Pierce Brosnan's wife in the film, who has never forgiven him because he didn't kill oh, the people Mary. that murdered her brother. I like she, her. I she, think she's pretty cool. She, yeah, I like the line when she's like, they killed my brother. Now they're in prison, taking court at the Open University. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> prison it's is not right. soft. They give them TVs and let them learn. <laughs> I mean, you, you could say, actually, old Jerry Adams. In this film, he does, you know, nibble an awful lot of ear, if you get me. Because he's, he, he's got his wife, but he's also having an affair with a woman who I believe is a pretty hardline terrorist, which his wife also is. Oh, yeah, yeah. She keeps encouraging him to go back to, like, blowing people up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, as you say, Tom, it's because her brother got killed by some, like, unionist scum. Uh, yeah, bastard. yeah. 20 years ago. And so she wants revenge. Yeah. <laughs> she was really playing the long game there <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like she fucking hates him for like not retaliating yeah. but she's just stayed married to him for fucking 20 years <laughs> she's literally... melting trying to find a political solution i remember a time when you would have dealt with this properly and other things too those days are gone Oh shit, man, the Ra have just blown up a bus. Fuck yeah. Yes. And this is another thing. The actual targets that the authentic IRA go after, they're pretty random. They're not exactly like... Hey, it's a bus! Let's blow it up! Yeah, yeah. or it's a, it's a shop. As we say, it's not the most authentic kind of depiction of politics during the Troubles, you know. In the Ra's phone call at the start, don't they say, we've targeted financial criminals for their support of the illegal occupation of Ireland? And it's like, yeah. well, I, I mean... 
fair enough, but it does seem a little bit like they've they've just bombed a dress shop with like little yeah. girls in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a dress shop full of teenage girls buying dresses for props. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, centre of financial crime is that recently the Bank of England did relocate to a TJ Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the flat above. <laughs> Metro desk, Ian Wood. Listen carefully. An action wing of the authentic IRA has just exploded a bomb at the OBT bank in Knightsbridge. The code word is Phoenix. Britain's banks are now targets for the authentic IRA. The bombings will continue as long as Britain's financial criminal institutions persist in their support of the illegal occupation of Northern Ireland. Bomb just went off. An OBT bank in Knightsbridge. A group called the Authentic IRA just phoned it in. They're claiming credit. Who's the Authentic IRA? No idea. Never heard of them. Christ. There goes the peace accord right back in the shit. Listen up. Bank has just been bombed in Knightsbridge. A group calling itself the Authentic IRA just phoned it in. I want to know who they are, who's behind them. Call the Met, Sinn Féin, monitor the blogs. Is it the IRA or is it something else? ISIS, Al-Qaeda. What are you waiting for? Get over there. So basically, Jackie Chan, he's pretty butthurt that his daughter's been murdered. <laughs> he starts freezing. As he might be. And he starts turning up at the police station <laughs> every day. And eventually, Detective Bromley, as he's called, which is like the most hilarious like English name. But um, Detective Bromley is just like, you can't come here every day. Obstructs the investigation and wastes police time and resources. And And that's the same scene when he walks in with literally £20,000 worth (laughs) in notes and just slaps it on the table and goes, give me the names. (laughs) He he just tries to give the police this massive financial bribe. And for a brief second, you can just tell the coppers like, ah, I can't accept this. This isn't realistic. He would have taken it. He would have taken it. And didn't fuck all anyway. Oh man, De- <laughs> Detective Constable Inspector Lieutenant Bromley isn't gonna take a bribe. What kind of man do you think he is? He like fought in the Falklands and stuff, man. When have the British police ever sold out the Irish for money? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just not realistic. You must catch this man, Commander Bromley. Again, it's our top priority. £20,000. Oh, I have for the names of the bombers. I'm sorry, but we can't take this. Then please tell me. Just give me the name of someone in the IRA. To be clear, these are vicious men who take pride in their atrocities. Any attempt by you to contact them is likely to end very badly. I'm truly sorry for your loss. But you mustn't keep coming here on a daily basis. It doesn't help. 
and diverts time and resources from my investigation. But yeah, Piers Brosnan is very, very reluctant to get the police involved, really. So he basically just gets the raw in. <laughs> he's just so many phone calls where he's like, I need another 20 men. Then they work out they need like a tracker and then at least 100 men to track down Jackie Chan. Because they relocate to the woods. The farm. Where he's got like an estate and then like Jackie Chan's just hiding out in the forest, appearing every now and then to intimidate Piers Brosnan or off like a car bomb <laughs> <laughs> he really puts the fear of god in him like piers brosnan is just proper shook by the end <laughs> to defeat terrorism one must use terrorism <laughs> <laughs> fight fire with fire in it but but he's basically like by the end piers brosnan is like just capping traitors and everything like just he's just shooting people uh and and like jackie chan proper like gets him to go back to the old you know 1970s jerry adams (laughs) he really brings it out in him and i love how he fucking fucks him at the end he's just like now everyone know you're a terrorist <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't think this is gonna make Irish nationalists stop supporting Irish nationalism. <laughs> What's the the name of the actor he kind of kneecaps is Dermot Crowley, who's been in quite a few films and TV and stuff. And yeah, he's just really kind of whenever you see anything he's in where he gets angry, like he's just he's hilarious. He's just like, you fucking betrayed the cause. Like, and he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I know gets a bit guy. pissed off and yeah, like he's in Luther, which I think we spoke about when I came down to see Jack, which is just like a ridiculous police detective procedural drama on the BBC oh, with I, Idris Elba. I, oh, and I can confirm Jackie Chan doesn't kill his dog. I'm watching it now. Oh, the, thank do- God. The, the dog is in this scene. The dog does survive. Oh, thank God for that. Poisoning or whatever Jackie Chan does to it. <laughs> it's based on a novel called The Chinaman, which they obviously thought was... Not the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they... It's like a James Patterson sort of type of novel from, like, the early 90s, like a sort of Tom Clancy sort of gung-ho action bullshit novel that basically yeah. years later they're like, yeah, there's a dab this. On Rotten Tomatoes, they described the film as a timely thriller. <laughs> In one fucking way. Again, is it just like the synopsis written by some like American dipshit who thinks the DUP are the remnants of the old IRA? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What's the line in the film when he breaks into his estate and holds Pierce Brosnan in his office and he's like, yeah. IRA politics and terrorism are different ends of the same snake. Oh, snake. <laughs> yeah, two yes. ends of the yeah, same yeah. snake. Yeah, that's a brilliant line. <laughs> and then, then Je- politics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does that even then- mean? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> Terrorist sympathizer that he is. <laughs> and then Jerry loses it. It's like, well, actually, it's not because one of the ends <laughs> will bite you. <laughs> what on earth makes you think I know who killed your daughter? Because. You are the first deputy minister and advisor to Sinn Féin, and a former IRA member. I'm truly sad for your loss, Mr. Kwan. I have a daughter myself, and I condemn these acts of violence, but I can't help you. Then please tell me someone who might know the names of the bombers, someone I can talk to. I don't have any connections to those sorts of people. I'm sorry. I don't believe you, Mr. Hennessy. You're a very powerful man. I work for the government and our elected officials. 
I do not work for terrorists. IRA politics and terrorism are different ends of the same snake. Whichever end you grab, you still grab a snake. It makes a great deal of difference which end you grab, because one end will bite again. I'm sorry for your loss, Mr. Kwan. Good day. He just kneecapped that actor that you're talking about, Tom. <laughs> like, he shot him in the <laughs> knee. He's waving the gun at him now. I think he might murder him in this scene as well. Because he finds out that the uh, the woman <laughs> that he that he was he, that he was seeing was actually a member of his unit of the IRA. The guy yeah, that he kneecaps. Yeah, Mackey was one of the rogues. Oh my god! Yeah. Her real name Sarah Mackey. That's it, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Mackey, yeah. And she gets she gets killed. <laughs> pretty horribly at the end of this movie like when, when, when yeah she gets like proper fucking executed oh yeah because the, the British forces come in and then like she can't do anything she's been shot to pieces and they're just like yeah. leave no evidence and then they just shoot yeah, point like, I th- what is it like Bromley walks in and's like leave no loose ends <laughs> yeah. no loose ends understood Fucking hell, like, at least it's accurate in how the British intelligence forces just gonna yeah. fucking take no prisoners and kill fucking hell. The one a... accurate part of the film. I felt there was Everything a lot of mo- moral bullshit. ambiguity to that scene, though, in that you weren't sure if the filmmakers were saying, yeah, this is the way it should be done, or they were saying, oh, everyone's got their hands dirty in this damn war. I wouldn't be surprised if they want the audience to cheer on as the British security forces are just going down this defenceless person. Like, Yeah, pop a cap in her while she's on the floor dying. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. It's just like those nine fucking, you know, I always call them the ham-faced nuke men. Um, <laughs> the, like, <laughs> like, I just imagine them all watching it like... Job well done! Yeah, mate! Yeah, yeah she they, had it. they clap when all the women get killed. Fucking IRA! <laughs> you know what's I'm... worse than the IRA? Fucking IRA women! Oh. <laughs> There's a film that we probably need to talk about on the show at some point called Who Dares Wins, which I've, it was actually recommended by a listener of our show, and uh, I've actually seen the film, and, um, and I'm pretty sure the SAS in it ruthlessly murder a woman who's like a part of the terrorist team as well, so it's a running trend in these nice. films where the British security forces just murder women, no questions asked. Because uh, I haven't seen Who Dares Wins in a few years actually but i didn't know that the terrorists in it are actually supposed to be socialists i thought you know (laughs) oh yeah yeah and the terrorist woman just fucked some melt journalist in order to plant a bomb in his laptop which of course i I fully support he's a slobber and oaf that had to be done i had to shag him it was fucking disgusting look i know what you went through all right do you dennis do you really well, maybe for the next bomb he can set up a gay magistrate. How would that be? Taking a shower. He's the guy who, um, at the opening of the film, when he attends the scene of the bombing where Jackie Chan's daughter's been killed, he's just going around taking pictures of all the injured and stuff, and then he just sees Jackie Chan in the shop window with his daughter in his arms, and he's just like, no, I can't take a picture of that. I could take a picture <laughs> of the person whose intestines are hanging out of their body, but <laughs> no, I won't, I won't take a picture of, uh, you know, Jackie Chan and his daughter in the shop window. No, I'm a very principled man. Upstanding morality of journalists. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Clearly this film was written by Marie LeConte. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not going to take this picture of Jackie Chan in the window, but I am going to dock some Hillsborough activists. So. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, she, she's like, oh, oh, I can't take a picture of this. Oh, my God, is that the family of Stephen Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the funny thing, though, is that is the character called Sarah, who it turns out to be, not Maggie. Sarah, is that her name? It turns yes. out to be Sarah. Maggie's yeah. real name is Sarah. Yeah, Maggie is a nom de plume. Because she sleeps with the journalist to plant the bomb in his laptop, and then when she joins back with the team, she's like, it was fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> don't blame you. He looked like a greasy, horrible slime ball. Dan I don't Hodges. Blame you at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how, like, Dan Hodges, David Aronovich, Raphael Bear, Matthew Dancona, they're all these just, like, squat little fucking repulsive fucking troll-like men. Daisley. Yeah. Daisley. Daisley is, is almost kind of in a, in a sort of world of his own compared to yeah. those four men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's the birth certificate, Daisley? But they, <laughs> those four journalists are just all, like, completely indistinguishable, stout, squat little goblins. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the journalist in this film is, I'd say, very well cast. Because he, he, he fits the bill and you get to see him topless quite a lot, which, of course, <laughs> is the worst war crime depicted in this film. <laughs> Jackie um, Chan has got an IRA man now he's holding a stick up against his neck oh no should we talk a bit about Jackie Chan himself sure the, the tax dodging communist Jackie Chan <laughs> <laughs> well uh, just keeping it related to the film for a second I fucking love the scene where he sets up like this massive fucking chemistry lab in his <laughs> in B&B <the> room <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just all these like elaborate test tubes and stuff did he train at fucking like MIT as well as in the CIA and the North Korean forces. <laughs> yeah, he seems to know his science shit. Yeah. So he creates this like brilliant bomb out of fucking lemonade or something in the, oh, in yeah, the toilet. Oh yeah, fucking string. Yeah, that that <laughs> bit fucked me up. I was like, what the yeah. fuck is going on here? He was like, was it like a cigarette end, wasn't it? What yeah. what MacGyver bullshit is this? <laughs> it was so MacGyver, almost MacGruber level, really. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look, Mac, are you sure you won't change your mind about letting Piper here join you? He'd make a hell of an asset. Ah, uh, I would love to. But the van's pretty full. You see, it's filled with American heroes with over a hundred years of combined combat experience and a whole lot of brotherhood. And no, you can't ride in the trunk, bud. Because the trunk is filled with over 75 pounds of homemade C4 explosive that I personally packed in there with my own two. <laughs> So yeah, Jackie Chan got named in the it wasn't the Paradise Papers, it was the Panama Papers, wasn't it? Oh, and, um, yeah. It's sad because you know, like he's very supportive of the Chinese Communist Party and uh, <laughs> very supportive, in fact. I, I believe that, like he even let me find the quote he said because uh, he had a very strong opinion about the elections in Taiwan. He didn't agree with the results of one of the elections there, and he made his feelings heard. 
to the point where when he turned up there next, protesters turned up to tell him to go home. Like, yeah, it was pretty, like, <laughs> a lot of people. He said... Well, um, maybe he just has to avoid all those taxes to send back to a wonderful yeah. China. <laughs> <laughs> so, during a news conference... This is, this is from Wikipedia. <laughs> There's the cutting-edge uh, sources for our show here. During a news conference in Shanghai on the 28th of March, 2004, Chan referred to the recently concluded Republic of China the 2004 presidential election in Taiwan, in which Democratic Progressive Party candidates, and I apologise for my pronunciation of these names, Shen Shu Bian and Annette Liu were re-elected as president and vice president as the biggest joke in the world. <laughs> and, it, and it ended up when he next turned up to uh, Taiwan, protesters turned up shouting, Jackie Chan, get out at the airport. <laughs> that he arrived at. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this article in the Washington Post called The Anti-Americanism of Jackie Chan. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any quotes from there from what his views are on America? Because I think he's... Like, even when he comes over to America and he does Q&As, I'm pretty sure he's pretty vocal in those as well, like how he oh, finds yeah. America's especially, imperialism. That's, especially that's when brilliant. he's in America. Well, it says he is passionately political, a staunch <laughs> defender of the Chinese Communist Party, and a harsh critic of anyone he sees as opposing Beijing, like the IRA. <laughs> Today, that includes the United States, the IRA-funding United States. Chan... Chan, responding to widespread criticism of China's recent censorship of the popular newspaper, insisted in a Chinese TV interview that the United States is the most corrupt country in the world. Yes. He scolded, here we are, focused on praising communist China. We should be quaking in our boots. He scolded Chinese who would criticise their country in a way that foreigners can see or hear, adding that he's careful to only praise China when giving interviews in the US. So here are his comments, translated into English by Ministry of Tofu. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The writer is just like, I don't speak Chinese, unfortunately. Oh, (laughs) nice. This might be inaccurate, but he says, The new China. The real success has been made in the past dozen of years. Our country's president also admits they have the corruption problem and some other stuff, but we are making progress. What I can see is our country is continuously making progress and learning. If you talk about corruption, the entire world... The United States has no corruption, and the host says, America. (laughs) To which Chan says, the most corrupt in the world. And the host says, really? And Chan says, of course. Where does this great breakdown, brackets, financial crisis come from? It started exactly from the world. The United States. This is a bad translation. Yeah, this is not great. <laughs> when I was interviewed in the US, people asked me, I said the same thing. I said now that China has become strong. Everyone is making an issue of China. If our own countrymen don't support our country, who will support our country? We know our country has many problems. We can talk about it when the door is closed. To outsiders, we should say... Our country is the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It reminds me somewhat of this thing I tweeted the other day, you might have seen, where Heinz Kessler, the former East German defense minister, was asked, so now that communism has fallen in Europe and everybody's happy because they've got all these new freedoms, 
how, how do you yeah. feel about it? And he just said, yeah, yeah, you're right. Millions of people in Eastern Europe are now free from employment, free <laughs> from safe streets, free from health care, free <laughs> from social security. <laughs> exactly. Host says... So he can't get enough of his more than 20 ambassador titles. I think the Ministry of Foreign Affairs should ask him to be the ambassador to the United States. And Chan is like, seriously, I am always like, when the door is closed, our country is like this and this. Who and who is not good? But outside, our country is the best, like so-and-so is the best. You cannot say our country has problems when you're outside. Like, yes, our country is bad. Great translation, probably. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> Chan has been Some, stirring... Somebody's con- really good at their job. <laughs> <laughs> Chan has been stirring controversy for a few years now for criticising Taiwan and Hong Kong as models of what can go wrong when you have too much freedom. <laughs> He once said in defending China's censorship... Really supported, isn't he? Really, really supported. (laughs) He said, Chinese people need to be controlled, otherwise they will do whatever they want. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's also called Taiwanese democracy the biggest joke in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Taiwanese democracy is my least favourite Guns N' Roses album. They had a fucking military dictatorship for several decades, I mean. Yeah, yeah, you've got to find that middle ground between military dictatorship and and not. <laughs> I see. So yeah, like, whatever you think of Jackie Chan and his tax dodging, his commitment to his art form is second to none. Like, his commitment uh, to Chinese government is yeah. second to none. <laughs> his art form being supporting the communist government of China. <laughs> but a lot of people, at least Western audiences, their idea of his career is films like Rush Hour or Rumble in the Bronx or fucking The Tuxedo, which is, oh God, that's is that, terrible. Because someone was that's, telling me to watch that earlier. Yeah, The Tuxedo is basically where Jackie Chan assumes these great martial arts powers by wearing this tuxedo yeah oh, oh no years <laughs> ago i've seen that yeah yeah it's it's shocking but it's such a shame because his best works uh his output from hong kong films like wills on mills armed god some of the greatest fight choreography you'll see in cinema and, yeah. and like how he didn't die making some of those films i, I do not know because like <laughs> yeah. he's literally put his body on the line i think he's pretty i think it's safe to say he's probably broken seriously like pretty much every bone in his body at some point um, the, the correct jackie chan that we see in the foreigner is probably just how <laughs> yeah. he looks because <laughs> in the opening he's very like very slow moving isn't he kind of yeah that he's this unassuming elderly man and then yeah. he just turns it on it right I, I was honestly amazed how much ass he kicked then. Do you reckon yeah. he does his own stunts in this film? I reckon, yeah, he's still a, he's still he's, a very, he like... He still does his own stunts, doesn't he? I'm sure he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, like, in his mid-60s, but, like, a lot of his films that come out in Hong Kong and stuff, he still does a lot of them. Probably just some of it on green screen, maybe, but I think he still does some of it himself. Because when all the IRA lads break into his B&B and when he's, uh, <laughs> you know, when he's, do- he's doing his chemistry homework, um, <laughs> he, 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 they, 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 like, break in and 
he like fucking like is spotting them and fucking jumping out of windows and swinging off drain pipes and it's just a pretty them up. yeah it's yeah. a pretty athletic display like yeah. he he won't just kick them he'll fucking like drop kick them so both of them go through the same window <laughs> yeah yeah the great thing that you see a little a little bit of in this is how he uses the set and props to his advantage probably mm. not the best example for this film but you get a little bit of a taste of that in this but you take any of his films from Hong Kong and stuff a great video essay I'd recommend watching on YouTube is Jackie Chan and the Art of Action Comedy which shows you how Western action films are so different than how they're edited to Hong Kong cinema like mm-hmm. with a lot of fight sequences in Hong Kong films every punch there's no cut in a lot of Hollywood films fight scenes for every impact and punch there's a hard cut on that that is the nature of the hard cut yeah, yeah. to oh, a different yeah, shot and a reaction with Hong Kong cinema you don't get that it's just straight kind of the punches is real you feel the impact of it and it's such a shame that when he came over to do a lot more of his Hollywood films and stuff he didn't have that much control in terms of how that's done literally a lot of his early stuff he would spend months dedicating like, choreography training to the fight scenes like some of it like in Wheels on Meals which is a fantastic one, probably one of his best action comedies he's done his fight scene with Benny the Jet is just absolutely ridiculous like it took like months for them to film this six minute fight scene where some of the (laughs) kicks are so smooth that they actually put out some of the candles that are on the set because there's like some lit candles like (laughs) Like, if you think jackie chan his best work is like first strike or rush hour like go back and watch armor of god wheels on mills the police story films and you'll get they'll fucking blow you away they're so good tom the official real politic line is that the best jackie chan film is russia hour (laughs) (laughs) oh god with the much hated brett ratner (laughs) now i will say that despite it being directed by that absolute asshole the first one is all right the second and third one is absolute dog shit like unbelievable (laughs) there's some good fight sequences in the first rush hour but yeah like again it's nowhere near anything that he was doing in the late 70s early 80s like but yeah check out wheels on meals i think wheels on meals is on netflix actually i think or it was for a time wait wheels on meals yeah that's the actual i used to think it was like is that a mistake do they mean meals on wheels but no the film is actually (laughs) called wheels on meals if you want to see runs over the food for old people back and forth back <laughs> like there's like amazing stunts when he like he's got like roller skates on and he's just like holding onto cars and going but in like on like a height like a road and, and like going between them and then skating under a lorry and he used to do like multiple takes to perfect it at the risk of killing himself like the man like is dedicated to it and i fucking adore like that kind of commitment to it is meals on wheels the one that's set in like barcelona oh i think it's like a globe trotting one i think is there a meals on wheels and a wheels on meals i don't think I don't so know. No. <laughs> sad, sad to say sad to say <laughs> Sad to say, I must be on my way So buy me beer and whiskey cause I'm gone far away I think it's, what, I think it's a globe trotting one. It's, it's, it's one of those films you just remember. Yeah, it is. Where he runs uh, a fast food van in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Have you seen it? Oh. It's in the back of my mind somewhere. Speaking of Jackie Chan globe trotting movies, has anyone seen yeah. his version of Around the World in 80 Days? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's got Steve Coogan in it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Coogan is Phileas Fogg. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger's last film before he took a hiatus from acting <laughs> to become governor. 
governor of California until 2010 in Expendables. Um, he plays the um, king in that, doesn't he? And he's just completely chewing up the scenery. And from what I remember, like, he's as yeah, it's Prince Happy. And the cast also features both Owen and Luke Wilson as the Wright brothers, famous oh, aviators. God. It's got Kathy Bates. Got confused with Kathy Burke for a second. Kathy Burke yeah. as Queen Victoria would be fucking rad. He's like, you fucking pants, fuck off! <laughs> it's got Rob Schneider in it as, as uh, I, and I quote, a San Francisco hobo. Um, oh, good. Richard Branson is <laughs> in it. The globetrotting Jackie Chan film I was talking about was First Strike, where it, it sort of starts off sort of snowy setting, then it moves to Australia, and then it's like it's all it's like all over the place, and it's got some. It's not one of his best films, but it's got some interesting stuff in there. But yeah, Laura, you're right. Wheels on Meals is yeah, set in Barcelona. It's fucking Hell yeah. It's ah, the shit. But does it have John Cleese credited as both Grizzled Sergeant and London Policeman? Fucking I'm afraid hell. it doesn't. <laughs> ah, and, and, and even more importantly, does it feature a heavy role for Atta? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. You, you know, the Basque nationalization front. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you just did a thing on Jack, which happened in our last episode when I quoted a line to him from Star Wars, and he was, he was like, what? Naboo? What? What the fuck is that? And that's why I keep going back to listen to that, because I was like, Jack, this is my favourite line from the third Star Wars prequel film. Hold me, Annie. Hold me like you did on Naboo. And then Jack was just like, on what? <laughs> you should have said, <laughs> Naboo crying. is a giant animal. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought it was Naboo from the Mighty Boosh like, character. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only context in which I've ever heard the word Naboo before. The fucking Mighty Boosh. What's, what the fuck is Richard Branson doing in this film? It is Richard Branson, right? Not some cunt called Rich. Yeah, it is Richard Branson himself. He's in Around the World in 80 Days. That was what oh. I said when the internet last cut out. It's fucking been too long since I've seen it. I have no idea. Oh yeah, I saw it at someone's like ninth birthday party when I was uh, twenty. <laughs> when, when I when I was also nine, I mean. Oi 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 oi! Wow. Yeah, Jim Broadbent's in it as well, and yeah, Steve Coogan. <laughs> It was one of Coogan's first sort of triangulations for the Hollywood audience where he went over to America and tried to become yeah. big and failed to become big. Yeah, going from 24-hour party people to around the world in 80 days. Like, sort of. Yeah, and what a career step up, truly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is that thing, isn't it, of like, oh, I was in a popular indie movie and then some, like, big money fuck face is like, ah, have a dollar bill, I'll shove it up your mouth, shove it up your dick. Yeah, yeah. Dollar Bill, join my mainstream film. I saw you playing Tony Wilson in that movie. I want you in my picture about around the world in 80 days. It's got Jackie Chan, it's got Richard Branson, it's got all the big stars. <laughs> It's got a suit to be California governor. You can't turn it down, Steve. <laughs> We've taken a bit of a detour from the foreigner, haven't we? We have, yeah. We always yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. We've just gone on to, like, just Jackie Chan's career now. Yeah. There's not that much to say about it, though, other than, wow, it's massively racist, and I can't believe it's a Chinese co-production. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a Sparkle Roll Media, which is Jackie Chan's production company. And then it's STX, which I'm assuming is a production company that Martin Campbell probably has some involvement with or probably one of the producers. And it's sort of a running trend at the moment as the Chinese film market starting to open up a lot more. So you're getting a lot more co-productions between British, American. Like you had um, that fucking... I don't know if this was American-Chinese co-production, but you remember the uh, Matt Damon film yeah, that came out? Was it the Great Bale's War? Got yeah. As well. yeah, yeah, no, oh, no. So Matt, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, like so many actors like that, you look at their filmography over the last few years and there's just this like conspicuously corny sounding historical drama in amidst all the like big Hollywood films directed by auteurs that get them good reviews and stuff and you, you click on it and it's a Chinese co-production and that there's so many films <laughs> like that in recent years but I don't know I thought The Foreigner was pulled off relatively well I thought it was an entertaining film albeit maybe not up there with the Martin Campbell classics like Quantum of Solace yeah no wait he did that, see yeah. Royale. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was Mark Foster who directed Quantum of Solace, yeah. Oh, what else has he done? What, Mark Foster? Yeah. Didn't he do uh, that he... awful fucking Green Lantern film? Oh. That was Mike Campbell, that was, yeah. <laughs> the Green Lantern. No, nobody saw that. I got that confused in my head with Mark, the Green Hornet. Mark Forster did The Kite Runner, he did Stranger Than Fiction, he also did World War Z, which was like a massive, oh, like, they yeah. had to do huge reshoots on that, because oh. they took it to the producers and they're like, this is shit, like, yeah, yeah. we reshoot <laughs> half this movie. Well, I, 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 and I Monsters Ball as well. And it still ended up shit anyway. I maintain <laughs> that the makers of The Foreigner could have done with sitting down, watching the no-holds-barred action classic Quantum of Solace and put a plane chase sequence in the film, which it was sorely Oops. lacking. <laughs> Because that's the thing about Quantum of Solace. It's just a lot of action scenes sort of string together because it was made during the writer's strike, wasn't it? So yeah, they can yeah. really yeah, like, yeah. oh, God, we've got to do a, a sequel to Casino Royale that's actually one of the few Bond films that has a bit of emotional weight to it and some character depth. And then they're just like, oh, God, we don't know how to write it. Just do fucking action scenes. like. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, they had to continue the thing of, like, oh, Bond not really enjoying being Bond, looking very solemn and sad and heart broken that they had in Casino Royale and then yeah and then the next film they were like well we're gonna do Skyfall and we'll reboot the franchise so you basically had like three films in a row of Bond just like being really sad about being Bond and just being I haven't seen (laughs) Spectre or whatever it's very underwhelming yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) I do think Daniel Craig is a good Bond I'm not much of a Bond head as Greg Turpington would say but I think those films are alright but every time it's like they were trying to do the Batman thing of like no no this is a serious film about the human toll that it would take on a man to be James Bond (laughs) I just want him like fuck up Russians, man. Like, Someone sent us a clip don't. from uh, one of the Roger Moore Bond films, I think it was Octopussy, where <laughs> there's a scene in an underground Soviet Union base and it's just like got a huge map on the wall and it's like a rotating table. I think someone linked us oh, to the yeah. clip and they said, This is how I imagine real politic have their group meetings and stuff. And I, like, <laughs> right. that, that, I that real politic headquarters looks like. The next subject on the agenda is the continuing mutual disarmament talks with NATO. <clears throat> Uh, Comrade Chairman. General Orloff. 
Must I remind you, the committee, of our overwhelming superiority over NATO forces before we give it away? <laughs> I, c- I can't believe the Tory peer said octopusy today in the House of Lords. <laughs> <laughs> what else did this Tory peer come out with then? She she was saying some rather Cunt. foul language. <laughs> <laughs> the cl- like the clip needs to be inserted. Like yeah yeah. On loop. I'll, I'll loop, <laughs> loop it a few it's times. Just yeah. So fucking good. What is it? Is it just like fucking Tory cunt? Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. Fucking Tory cunt. These big fucking cunt. Tory cunt. Fucking 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 Tory cunt. Fucking
I suggest <laughs> trying to reach him on Facebook Messenger. I was like, lol, apologies, thanks again. Yeah, use our standard methods of communication, because, yeah, I gave my sister my old phone when she went off to England, because of, you know, English phones don't really work well over here and vice versa. Yeah. Like, uh, when you got a call, which was like, hello, is this our lane? This is our lane. Oh, Would you like to donate some to Montana Police Department? And I just hung up without answering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have a new phone number, but I'm sure international fees probably apply in your I'll ends. Give it out oh. to all our listeners, just so they, they can try and get hold of you. Oh, yeah. Will do. Your message won't have been the worst she'll have received. My drug dealer will have tried to contact her several times. <laughs> oh yeah, Wham draws. Like, pucker, pucker, like pucker, and like and then he fire he stuff. Yeah, Wham bags, fire stuff. <laughs> he was the most on it dealer ever. Like he literally every day he used to didn't he used to text you every week like with a list of what he had. Like every single crazy. day, every. <laughs> he was a businessman. He, he had a monopoly he... in red car. <laughs> he pretty much did. <laughs> <laughs> a business uh, man. Right. much like Jackie That's Chan in this movie alright guys well if you carry on without me if you don't it's been good I'll see you later guys good stuff, be man. real good Bye, man. see you later yeah, yeah. peace you too go on home British soldiers go on home have you got no fucking homes out the road for 800 years we fought you and we'll fight you for 800 more And if you stay, British soldiers, if you stay You'll never ever beat the IRA But there's 14 men in Derry And the last that you will bury So take a tip and leave us windy bay We're not Saxon, we're not British, we're not English We're Irish and proudly are to be so fuck your Union Jack, you know we want our country back. It's Ireland and Ireland it will be. I go on home, British soldiers, go on home. Have you got no fucking homes on the road? For 800 years, we fought you without fear. And we'll fight you for 800 more. And if you stay, British soldiers, if you stay. Now the question is, on that video game we was playing, did he take the gangster route or the cop route? I reckon he took the cop route. Because guy here is a cop. He's gonna listen back to this, there's gonna be beef now in the RP team. You little you little snake just waiting until he's uh, waiting until he's gone. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, you're 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 uh, one end of a same snake <laughs> IRA and politics. Yeah, well, well, one of them fucking bites you in the face. <laughs> My new strategy is when I think of the, the like ingredients for a joke, but I can't think how to phrase the joke. I just say the pertinent words in a random order and hope that it's yeah. funny. <laughs> This is going to start off a whole new RP canon where Tom is going to be the most likely one to rat out the whole team. 
yeah. <laughs> He'll go to the mail just like, oh, I've got some scoops for you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> They've got weapons of mass destruction. Oh, fucking hell. Jackie Chan is in the IRA flat now, shooting them and having a big gunfight. They're just all just like firing guns left, right, and center. Like, how many <laughs> fucking rounds do these guns have? This is crazy. <laughs> like, no one's reloading at all. You just killed one of them. Oh, man. Because the security forces, they hold off then, they? they don't go in straight yeah. away. They conveniently wait for him to kill everyone but Sarah. And then they go in and they're like, oh, what's happened here? <laughs> I just saw the bit where the guy knows that he's like hiding behind a corner so he goes round the corner to shoot him and he's not there and Jackie Chan just like jumps down from the ceiling (laughs) and just pounces on him it's like is he a vampire can he fly how was he where was he how was he on the ceiling he's Jackie Chan he can do this stuff he's a legend (laughs) what else do we need to mention in the foreigner there's there's his nephew who's the tracker who's terrible and gets like seen off by him almost as soon as he goes into the woods there's like a five ten minute scene of them kind of facing off against each other and then he gets just like kind of spared by Jackie like yeah, like, why does Jerry Adams think that his nephew is such a fucking badass compared to all the other IRA guys he's got on call? Like, the guy is shit, and even if he wasn't, one fucking knobhead is not the same as, like, you know, the entire forces of Irish nationalism. And so it seems a bit stupid that when a large team of people fail in the goal of getting Jackie Chan, then basically Jerry Adams is just like, ah, one guy can sort this out, it's fine. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. What is the what is the nephew what is the tracker? What does this even mean? I don't even know what this meant. <laughs> what is the tracker? What is his job in the army? <laughs> it sounded good in the script, just like we need to track her, just like send him out into the woods, just track him down. And then he gets immediately seen off. Like, <laughs> terrible. Like, oh god, there was that scene that I think Yair tweeted about where <laughs> Jackie Chan is just. He's like, like supposed to be what? Like, I just don't understand. Like, what the nephew? Like, what was he supposed to do? He's supposed to be part of the fucking Royal Irish Regiment with the the police officer guy, wasn't he? Yeah. What's, yeah. What's, what's, what the fuck is a tracker? What what's a tracker doing in the Royal Irish Regiment? What is this? He's in the Royal Irish Regiment and the IRA, which is like <laughs> this is pretty rad. Like in terms of like multitasking, I yeah. admire that. Does he explain his rationale for like being in both at some point? He's like, I wanted to bring the army down from within or something. <laughs> He's like the only one that fucking Bromley will talk to. Yair brought up that quite funny scene which is kind of horrifying but also funny where Jackie Chan's in the woods and he's just like sitting there with a fucking red hot knife oh, uh, fucking he jabbing fucking it oh, no. yeah exactly just like stabbing it into his own skin it's like does he bite on a stick or something you know he doesn't actually he just, he just goes for it he doesn't give a fuck <laughs> 
He doesn't brace himself, just fucking jabs it in there. He is what we, in my day, would call a real man's man. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> to be fair, wow. he does faint. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he has flashbacks of his family getting murdered, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's when a... we're introduced to, like, the Thai pirates and, like, his wife and daughters getting shot and raped and shit. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, just witness the summary execution of the IRA woman. It's, uh, oh, good. Great stuff from the and, Brits. And the last part of the film, after he kills all those who planted the bombs that killed his daughter, he goes to see Jerry Adams and he gives him a phone and forces him to send this tweet. It's not really elaborated on it. It's like it's it's a message or a picture of some kind that basically shows that he's <laughs> it's, like it's the picture of him with Maggie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it what is. it's supposed to be. Because yeah. everyone knows she's a terrorist now. He rocks up to Jerry Adams's place and he's like, "You must send this tweet." And Jerry Adams looks, he's like, what is this? And it's like, no, no, no. The, the Often the sexual deviance is the chemical leaching. Uh, check the fish and the frogs. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find me? I gave you the names like I said. This woman, she's a bomber. You lie. You plan everything. For whatever it's worth, I never intended to hurt your daughter or any of those people. Send. Do it! It's now on the internet. You and your mistress. The whole world we know you're a terrorist. Oh dear. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about Nick Clegg's article. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We just basically ripped on Nick Clegg and Tim Farron for an entire episode. <laughs> oh, and Yair ripped on Israel quite a bit as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. It's good thing. Yeah. Uh, did you have Riley on that episode as well? Did you? We did, yeah. Riley sort of sat in for you. Nice. I look, yeah. I look forward to listening to the episode. Another thought I had on The Foreigner is that the woman who plays the home secretary or whatever you know the westminster yeah, yeah. politician in it politician. Um, she plays a senior british politician possibly home secretary as well in a series of bbc films written by the playwright david hare called the warwick trilogy mm. and i i rewatched okay. one of them recently and there's this quite interesting contrast with secret state the 2012 mini series which tried to reimagine a very british coup for an era in which left-wing politics had finished and would never win again so you know (laughs) three years before corbyn they were like oh well you know we can't have the guy being a socialist in this version of a very british coup he's just got to be like broadly anti-establishment and prepared to criticize like mi5 and that but basically secret state the security services are like a hundred percent definitely the bad guys (laughs) apart from (laughs) like what there's one woman who has to leave because she becomes a whistleblower anyway uh, apart from her like they're all cunts uh, you know <laughs> like um, whereas in the Warwick trilogy which is another sort of vaguely left leaning thing the security services are totally like the good guys and are always trying <laughs> to trip the government up with inconvenient facts and it's like okay right. yeah 
Yeah, but both are immensely politically flawed, and hopefully BBC and ITV can do some slightly better geopolitical drama now that Corbyn has happened. But no, not 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 counting on it. Bing Brad, just do, just do a full on Bill Brand remake. Yeah, and just like Bing Brad, yeah. Bring back Bill Brand. That took me a while to say. Bing back Bill Brand. <laughs> and it, yeah, just, and just have it as a woman then. That would be fucking amazing. You know, yeah, just like yeah. basically Laura Pidcock just kind of just yeah. coming in, causing well, mayhem. Or use the Bill Brand character and, you know, after 30 years on the backbenches, Bill Brand has skyrocketed to the Labour oh, leadership. Two-part special, so good. That would be awesome. Well, you know, I'll, tr- I'll try and two-part special would be amazing. That's yeah. Like... Well, I'm gonna try and interview Trevor Griffiths for New Socialist, and you know, I'll invite him on Real Politics while I'm at it. But I'll be like, <laughs> so, how about b- bringing back Bill Brand, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, have we got anything to add today? I guess you could say the film's competently made. Like it moves. Like it. it, ele- it like Martin Campbell definitely elevates the material. But I think arguably the best thing about it is the performances by yeah. Pierce Brosnan and Jackie Chan. Like they're both oh, cast yeah. like weirdly out of character in roles that aren't exactly usual for either of them, and they do quite well with them. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like yeah. They, they they do actually like they play off each other really well and you know, those two performances really sort of prop up the film because like let's face it, the source material is shite. <laughs> like it's some shite like fucking thriller novel by some like crank that like fucked up a yeah. load of like bullshit. sort of book that your dad would read yeah it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> incredibly basic stuff and i don't understand yeah. why anybody decided to adapt it into a film in the first place yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as i say I, I think part of it is probably just a oh, northern islandish back in britain propping up the new theresa may brexit government oh my god the ira are back yeah <laughs> i genuinely reckon that's it i'm just trying to look for my thread that i wrote on it when i first watched it to see if yeah, uh... I can't find mine either because I oh. would read them out. Would you recommend anyone go watch The Foreigner? I mean, it's available to watch quite easily now, so... <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's face yeah. it, it's a very politically flawed film. It's not exactly like... Oh, yeah. It doesn't exactly <laughs> praise the IRA, so like... Mm, yeah, 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 exactly. There's, there's like, not, so there's not much mention of the loyalist paramilitary groups, you know, who, you know... Let's just say they're not exactly, uh, you know, perfect themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Unionist scum. Who don't really get much of it. Like, there's only there's only like one odd line of dialogue mentioning like unionists in the film. Like, it's yeah. so that yeah. shows you kind of how this film sort of frames it. How the film's idea of the troubles is that most of the bombings and most of the violence was being conducted by the IRA. Really, the truth. You know, the loyalists were pretty fucking brutal themselves. Like, and the British themselves. British like literally, like yeah, the, the Patrick. The government a few years ago it came out literally that they knew what the loyalists were doing and they basically just went that's fine just don't get caught literally so there you go it feels almost as if it was made by like americans that had heard about the troubles (laughs) yeah that had news that had been sort of stratified down from ireland into england and then across to america it's so like disjointed and so distant from what actually happened during the troubles it it does just sort of feel like it is an outsider looking in from across the atlantic ocean (laughs) exactly exactly it's just this there's this somewhat interesting period in ireland's history let's take it and sort of remold it into this gritty thriller and by doing that, you lose the important part that 
come with understanding the complexities of the troubles and stuff mm-hmm. i mean if it is written by a british or irish writer like congratulations mate have a medal you're a fucking dipshit yeah <laughs> <laughs> should we end this episode with a rousing rendition of uh, the official ira song yes and of course, uh, of if course. you want an island that's socialist and free, and free. join the army <laughs> of the army. people the people, oh, the official. Okay, we'll just play the official version. <laughs> I think we managed we to We ought to just play fucking Sam's song. Now that is a fucking <laughs> rabble rousing Irish tune right there. Shakyala. fucking bother to even like veil at all who Pierce Brosnan's character is supposed to be like he literally he yeah. looks like Jerry Adams he, <laughs> the glasses. he's got yeah he's got the same history as Jerry Adams yeah. he's, he's fucking he even like he's deputy first minister like he's in exactly yeah. the same political position as Jerry Adams even when he talks about kind of how it's like I work I, I work to kind of bring about peace from both sides and he's just like yeah, you still have sympathies towards a united island. <laughs> like, yeah. This character, yeah. you can just tell he's like, yeah, I want a united island, fuck it. I haven't been affiliated with the IRA for 30 years. When I was, I fought hard against the violence. I went to prison for what I did and paid my debt. Now I serve the politics of both sides, trying to heal the wounds and bridge the divide. Again, my sincere condolences. But there's nothing I can do. Because they've got slightly menacing music in the background of all his I campaigned for peace even when I was in the IRA. (laughs) All those lines, like, you can tell he just doesn't mean it. He fucking loves terrorism and and is still a legend. But he just doesn't approve of bombing buses on London Bridge. He wanted to target... You've gone too uh, far to clean up your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I famously told you, committing acts of crime against banks is is actually good and not really crime. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anything else I, I wanted to say? Uh, Jerry Adams, IRA, blah, blah. Um, hmm. Look at my notes oh, yeah. here. And I... Yeah, I was going to say fucking... It is a bit easy for Jackie Chan to plant a bomb in his fucking offices in this, isn't it? In the I fucking mean... toilets of the office. <laughs> Yeah, we already talked about his incredible, like, MacGyver slash MacGruber method of bomb making. However, I don't think enough could be stressed about the fact 
that, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. If there's one kind of political actor who is not going to be prepared for the possibility of a bombing, it's somebody formally involved in the IRA and intensely involved in the Northern <laughs> Irish peace process. Like, he would never see that coming, but somebody might want to plant a, an explosive device in his offices. <laughs> you come to my office and plant a fucking bomb? Have you changed your mind? Are you out of your fucking tree? You have no idea who you're dealing with, but you'll soon find out. Give me the names. I'll tell you what, let's meet face to face. What's that? The fucking wanker threatened me and hung up. I try to think if there's anything else, so I think I've gone through all my notes. As Macron said yesterday to us, it seems we have used all the pre-written jokes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go watch Jackie Chan oh. early Hong Kong films, Wheels on Mills, the Play Story films. Armor of Trust Me. That's where the yeah, that's yeah. where the shit gets real. Okay, so f- thank you for listening to the Real Politic podcast with me, Jack. Um. Uh, <laughs> yep. Tom. Hello. Thank you. Solidarity. <laughs> take all the best. Uh. It will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, uh, <laughs> last but certainly not least. Last but absolutely least. Me, Laura, you can follow me on Twitter at this Geordie Lass. Yes. <laughs> at Tom Got Marxed, and Jack is at Copland Resident, and Yaya is at YS Rice. Yes, that is the, the whole team. The whole, the whole team. team. Uh, Tom Disso. Yeah, you can follow Tom as well. He's at Tom yes. Dissonance, isn't he? Amazing. Yes, he is indeed. Give him a follow. Um, Laura, I can't say it. Can you say the thing, the Irish nationalist phrase, please? Oh, what? Chucky Arla. Chucky Arla, yes. Chucky Arla. Sing up the The men claim Ireland's freedom. The ones that choose to lead them aware of a broad black brimmer of the IRA. <laughs> as, as, as we said before, Laura, when me and Yaya were up in Red Cow with Jack, it was just literally those tunes all day, yeah. in and out. <laughs> Come out, you fucking tongue. I was out of the King's Arms in Oxford because I think we started singing My Old Man to Provo. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her how the IRA made you run like That's hell like away. <laughs> oh, they're, just, they're fucking the tunes. Sounds. Yeah, they are fucking tunes, man. They're great. So good. They're great, best, best music, and oh, unlikely yeah. to sue us for copyright infringement as well. Universal <laughs> music, <Yeah>. fucking chuds. <laughs> Imagine well, if they did made. sue us, we wouldn't know about it because they'd just bomb us. Just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we get an email saying that IRA have decided to claim copyright over the three-second usage of "come out you black and tan." <laughs> yeah, when you plagiarise the wolf tones, they don't fucking take you to court. Like they take action into their own hands. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening to Real Politic review the Foreigner, the Netflix original adaptation of the politically correctly named book The China. Man. Woo! Oh, solidarity. Chucky Arla, United Island. Yes, United <laughs> Island! Yeah. <laughs>